Welcome to this edition of City Minutes. This episode is part one of a three-part series exploring the findings and implications of Cities Outlook 2023, which is the centre for Cities' flagship annual comprehensive economic health check of the UK cities and large towns. I'm joined by Paul Swinney, who is Director of Policy and Research at the Centre for Cities, to discuss chapter one of Cities Outlook, which reviews the progress made or not in UK urban policy over the last year and looks ahead to what we can expect in 2023. So Paul, this time 12 months ago, to much excitement, the levelling up white paper was finally published, albeit after more than two years of redrafting and delay. What happened after that? Well, not a great deal, unfortunately. Uh, it's been quite a, a frustrating 12 months uh, in that respect, but it probably is worth reflecting on what has happened in those 12 months, because I think there are a number of, of interesting and valuable points that we need to pull out. And the first is that, a little bit like why it took them two years to publish the white paper in the first place, is that there's been a whole range of short-term pressures uh, on the plates of politicians, which means that they've been constantly firefighting these short-term issues, like uh, the rising cost of living, like the, the Ukraine war, for example. Um, but the issue that I think the government faces is that it always puts these short-term issues first. There's this longer-term issue never gets dealt with, which is why now why we continue to have a crack at this almost 100 years after the very first levelling-up style policy that was seen in place. And that needs to change if we are going to see the, um, the, the divergences that we see across the, the country come uh, closer together than what is currently the case. If we then look to see in terms of the detail, I think it was, uh, it was good that despite the political turmoil, uh, Greg Clark in a, sort of a, a, care, a caretaker role, a night watchman role, um, at Bayes was able to get some devolution deals over the line in late August time. That was a step forward. We then had all the change of the political leadership. I think what was particularly disappointing was, was twofold. I think one was that the candidates, Sunak and Antros, spoke during that leadership campaign as if the Levelling Up White Paper had never been written. You know, it was published under the government that they sat in, you know, only months earlier, and they pretended that it wasn't even, it wasn't there, it wasn't a guide for what they would do. And the second thing, which then came out from all of that, which was totally left field, was this idea of investment zones. Liz Truss's big policy idea, which um, not only did the evidence suggest that they wouldn't really have much of an impact, um, they also did something that government has become a big fan of in recent years, is that they marched local authorities up the hill, come forward and bid for these projects, and, uh, and we will deal who is, uh, who is right to take this project forward, who's going to be given the award and who isn't, and then perhaps almost as a, a parody of itself, and then pretty much scrapped the programme before it even read the, uh, the tenders that were being submitted because we then had this change of leadership again with Rishi, Rishi Sunak coming in. Now, I think the change in direction that they've done in terms of investment zones being much more focused around high value industries around universities is a step in the, a step in the right direction. But there is a broader point here about this continuous bidding process and coming up with policies totally left field is not helpful. No, that's a good point around, you know, governments uh, really just on a whim making decisions and then which have big implications for local authorities, but then they can make another decision on a whim, which then, you know, local authorities just have to have to deal with. Exactly. I think there's a bit more promise, I think, in recent months in that despite Rishi Sunak seemingly being very warm on levelling up, he has now put Michael Gove back in, uh, in charge at DLUC. He was the minister who oversaw the publication of the white paper, so we should expect now that we're going much more back to the blueprint the white paper set out, which is a good thing, because the white paper wasn't perfect, but it did have lots of good things in there, and perhaps it was the, the best version 
of, of the document maybe that we could have expected given the way that the machinery of government works. So that's good. We've then had a couple more announcements around uh, devolution deals of which I think the biggest one within that has been the, uh, the Northeast devolution deal. So moving away from the North of Tyne model, which was just the three uh, local authorities north of the Tyne, to uh, uh, sort of the Northeast wide or North Northeast wide uh, geography to include the seven local authorities, which is much more sensible geography, and then gives that area of the country, you know, a unified approach to policy under one mayor, which is very welcome too. But having said that, I think even with uh, Michael Gove back in post, we still haven't seen a great deal of uh, of what the Levelling Up White Paper was meant to deliver. So we've gone from, as you were saying, you know, two years before the paper was published, but now another year on, which I think makes the um, the targets that were set out in the, the paper of ambitious, you know, fair enough, ambitious targets of, of trying to hit by 2030, just even less likely when there was the case 12 months ago. Yeah, so if, if that's the picture of the, the government, through most of 2022, uh, the opposition, uh, the Labour Party, were relatively silent on levelling up, although they were in favour of it, but they weren't really progressing the agenda at all. That changed towards the end of 2022 and then was further given a further impetus in early 2023. So just say a little bit about Gordon Brown's intervention in late 22 and what we thought about Starmer's speech in early 23. Yeah, this was very interesting, Gordon Brown's uh, work, and actually a big break for the Labour Party as well, something which at Centre for Cities we would, we would welcome, in that uh, Gordon Brown's review, uh, headlines all about you know, changing the scrapping of House of Lords, etc. But there was something much more interesting underneath that, about this move towards devolution, um, advocating for mayors, advocating for more powers held locally, and indeed even advocating for, for mayors in Scotland, which is not what current UK government policy is. I think we did see this move of mayoral model not only to other parts of England, but actually other parts of Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland actually would be very much welcome for that to be the case. Um, of course, that wasn't official Labour policy because it's Gordon Brown's advice to the Labour Party. What was then really good to see was uh, in uh, early January that Keystone then made this speech, as you say, Andrew, which then came out and endorsed this idea of, uh, of devolving power down. And there's an interesting move of of pitching that in terms of taking back control, which is very much the, the Brexit rhetoric, um, as, as we well know, um, then applied this idea of devolution and clearly Keir Starmer's pitch to, uh, to Red Wall voters that Labour has lost seems to be in part that will give you more power. And that then brings you know, devolution to the centre of what Labour uh, is talking about. It was already you know, at the centre of what the Conservatives are talking about in terms of, of levelling up. And finally, hopefully we're now we're going to see a race to the top on devolution rather than just having you know, the government talking about it and not doing a great deal without really having any uh, any pressure from the from the opposition and now that is not the case and i hope that into the uh the campaign period for general election indeed under the next parliament we will then see uh, greater devolution um occurring within the uk yes because you make a good point that since 2023 you know when we get to the end of that we will probably be in within 12 months of the next general election and the fact now is interesting to see whether devolution, regional inequality, giving more power to communities across the country becomes a defining political issue as the, the various parties begin to set out their stalls for how they go to the general the general population. Totally and it certainly seems that there's a degree of consensus around that now and it's I think that just feels like it's pretty or has been pretty unfamiliar territory for Labour. And it's good, I think, that they are moving in that direction because that has to be part of the answer if they do want to, to see an improvement in 
the fortunes of uh, a certain class of countries that are struggling at the moment, and indeed have been for decades. Great. Thank you very much, uh, Paul, for that overview. You can listen to the other episodes in the three-part Cities Outlook series wherever you access your podcasts and all the detail regarding Cities Outlook, the report, videos, infographics, and much more is available on our website, centerforcities.org. Thanks for listening.